listening to Brain Attack Music. Episode 9. Tomorrow Never Knows. This is Andy Dovey. Lay down all thoughts, surrender to the void. So, first things first, let's be clear. Fatigue is not the same thing as tiredness. I have to confess, I used to think it was. As far as I was concerned, they were synonyms, interchangeable words. I now know better. With tiredness, you go and have a rest, have a wee nap, and you feel a bit better, a bit refreshed. Fatigue is totally different. Rest will not help. Sometimes it does, but very often it doesn't. With fatigue, you may feel better in a few hours, maybe not until the next day, or maybe not for several days. There's no logic to it. It's not predictable. There's no pattern. I've tried to explain this to lots of people, but most folk don't understand, and I don't think I would unless I'd experienced it either. And in situations where I'm starting to feel fatigued and, you, you know, you'll, you'll have your own signs for you as to what that means. Um, someone, and I, if I mention this, someone will say something like, oh, just have a lie down for a few minutes. And, you know, yeah, they're very well-meaning. But when I explain this won't help, I'm normally met with a blank look. In situations of brain injury, the fatigue will be mental as well as physical due to the damage the brain has suffered. Uh, I can only really talk about things from my own experience. And for me, in a post-brain attack world, everything, and I, and I mean everything, takes much, much longer to do than before I had the brain injury. Um, for me, just taking a shower is a, is a huge physical effort. After I've showered, I often need to lie down for a while to recover from the physical effort. But that's reasonably manageable compared to mental fatigue, neuro fatigue. And I've never, never experienced this at all until after my brain attack. And the way I explain it to folk is that my brain gets totally overwhelmed. It gets swamped. And generally this happens when my brain's had too much sensory input. And this can be anything that involves brain activity, particularly vision and sound. My bandwidth, I suppose you'd call it, to cope with all this sensory input has been massively diminished and when I reach the point of being overwhelmed I just shut down and this is my wife's expression she, she witnesses this for me I've gone I, I don't know mentally I've gone I mean and my wife's trying to talk to me and she just can tell I've gone um, so generally by the time I get to this point I'm I'm not aware I've just turned into some kind of zombie
as you'll know by now, music is a, is a huge part of my life. When I was in hospital recovering from my stroke, my brain attack and brain surgery, my wife bought in my iPod so I could listen to as much music as I wanted. Boy, was I excited when she brought this into me. Oh, fantastic. What an opportunity. I could catch up on all those albums I bought over the years but hadn't yet listened to. Brilliant! In case you think that sounds a bit strange, one of the downsides of earning your living through music is that when you've got some time to yourself, you really feel like listening to yet more music. I guess this is why professional decorators have walls that badly need decorating. Coles to Newcastle and all that. However, my excitement about this was short-lived and then doused with a huge dollop of my new reality. I plugged in my headphones and dialed up an old favourite, The Light by Spock's Beard. Start with something familiar, but I lasted less than a minute before I had to turn it off. Boy, did that give me a headache. And in addition to that, it left me feeling just plain awful. Really just ill, sick to the stomach. So the next day, when I felt a bit more able to cope, I tried a classic. Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Can't go wrong there. That'll work. I know it really well. I used to play in a Floyd tribute band, so I know every note. Love the music. Very much part of my personal history. It's reasonably laid back. Quite melodic. Perfect choice. But same thing happened. Less than a minute in and I had to stop it. Just an awful, awful racket. Oi, you've just called one of your favourite albums of all time a racket. What's going on? Yeah, Dave, Nick, Roger, Rick, RIP. Sorry, boys, but it was a racket. And the next day... Having recovered from the Pink Floyd racket, I tried yet again, determined to be able to listen to something. What would I not find uneasy listening? Hmm, I've got quite an eclectic musical taste, so let's let let's process of elimination here. So best avoid prog rock stuff. So early Genesis, yes. Big Big Train, Porcupine Tree, King Crimson, all of that bit too intricate. Let's, let's leave that. Same with jazz, unless it's a bit of miles, maybe, in a silent way. Oh, how about something acoustic? Emily Barker and the Red Clay Halo. The Unthanks, the Henry Girls. Ooh, I know, Mozart. String quartets, soothing or what? Number 18 in A major to start with. Yeah, perfect. Wolfgang Amadeus. What a racket, mate. What a racket.
Yeah, less than two minutes of Mozart's string quartets, number 18 in A major, and you're off. Rubbish, mate. Absolute rubbish. So <laughs> it was around about then that I realised I had a problem. For me, a massive problem. The problem was I couldn't bear to listen to music. Now, as a professional musician, this is not good. It, it was just too much. It made my head throb. It made me feel really, really tired, fatigued, knackered. It frustrated me. It made me feel nauseous. It even made me grumpy, for heaven's sake. What the hell was going on? I got home after three weeks in hospital, feeling very confused. I love music. I've always loved music. The recorder group and choir at primary school, aged eight, loved it. Learning the violin, aged ten, loved it. Really, really only, I have to say, because Rosalind Cartwright was learning it too and I had a bit of a crush on her, but, but I loved it. Listening to Alan Freeman on the radio, aged thirteen. All right, pop pickers. Dot off. Loved it. Led Zeppelin, yes. Emerson, Lake and Palmer. David Bowie. Genesis, yes. Pink Floyd. The 70s. Marvellous. But now, horrible. Awful. Painful in every sense. I now know that the damage to my brain had blown some circuits that had drastically reduced my bandwidth. Uh, for a musician, listening to music is work. It's a job to which we apply a professional ear. Well, ears, really. We listen to all sorts of things in the music that a non-musician doesn't. We tune into different frequencies. We can separate out the different instruments in our heads. I can separate out the guitar, the bass, the keyboards, the vocals, the harmony vocals. Heck, I can even separate out the individual drums so I can listen to the bass drum and focus on the drummer's foot technique. What I can't do is just let music wash over me. So for me, listening to music is an active experience. My wife as an example, a non-musician, but with a, a very fine appreciation of music, she hears music. That is to say, it's a passive activity. It's just around her, like the air she breathes. For me, though, I can only listen to music, a very active activity. I analyse it, dissect it, focus on chords, melodies, time signatures, the arrangement, the structure the musician's technique, and so on. The issue for me is that in my post-brain attack world, all of that was just too much work for my brain, and so it overloaded. I couldn't cope, and my brain just shut down. It gets fatigued. 
in the same way that metal gets fatigued over the years and eventually breaks or becomes brittle. Not metal fatigue, but mental fatigue. <laughs> see what I did there? You can't see it, and it's very difficult for the sufferer to detect. I've been trying to develop a kind of early warning system so that I can preempt going into shutdown mode, zombie mode. So far, I'm not good at detecting the signs of this mental fatigue, but I'm getting a little bit better at managing it. Bizarrely, I found that a clockwork alarm that I borrowed from our kitchen, where we would use it to time the boiling of an egg, has been really useful. I set this alarm for, say, 15 minutes, carry on with what I was doing, and when it went off, I'd stop what I was doing, sit down, close my eyes, and rest. And I found this worked really well, but it was just as frustrating as anything. What can you do in 15 minutes, I ask you? Well, not a lot, is the short answer. However, you can only do what you can do. A few years later, and I'm able to do stuff for a bit longer. So, I am improving. And just to end on the really, really good news, which is I can now listen to music again. However, I have to be selective in what I listen to and when. So there are times when I might feel like listening to something, but then I realise actually I'm not in the right place to listen to that. I need to find something a bit more soothing or a bit quieter. Or on the other hand, I recognise, yeah, I can actually cope with uh, 30 minutes of Led Zepp. Yeah, I'm there. That's fine. So I'm getting a bit better at realising how I'm feeling and what might be more appropriate for me to listen to. I think I just need a few more years' practice. And I think that's enough for now. And in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about the FAST mnemonic, F-A-S-T. And if you uh, fancy finding out more information about the project, please go to brainattackmusic.com. And if you want to, you can follow me on social media. Uh, from that website you can link through to your Twitter or your Facebook so until next time please take care and keep on keeping on <laughs>